It's a football podcast with Safadine. Did you guys see the googly eyes Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers were giving to each other? Tyler Dragon. I'm not even going to go to the whole love doctor line. And Josina Anderson. Please don't let this be you in the bathroom or some other type of, I don't know what we were about to hear. I didn't know if we wanted to shut the whole podcast down because all we heard was breathing and, and, and darkness. Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders talk X's, analyze O's, and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful, because they know football. But what's it called? It's a football podcast. So welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. You're joined by yours truly, Senior NFL Insider for USA Today Sports Plus, Josina Anderson, and of course, Tyler Sushi Dragon, as I like to call him, who has been traveling the country, being the intrepid reporter that he is, going from city to city, getting all of us the great news and insight. And today we are also joined by our producer, Emily, who is a audio extraordinaire she's a tech extraordinaire and she happens to know a lot about sports as well so welcome everybody to this edition we appreciate it thanks for having me on now i have to admit i did not eat sushi over the weekend so i gotta mm. have a new middle name i can't okay. be Tyler sushi dragon every week uh, but i did uh, have Ro- i did have roscoe's so oh, if you want okay. to call me Tyler Roscoe Dragon, that's fine. Today you were Tyler Roscoe. We're going to call you Roscoe's for short, no problem. But in the interim, before we kind of dig in on all kind of nicknames that we're going to find out based on certain things that you reveal in this conversation, we are going to talk about two major pieces of news that happened overnight last night, even while I was recording a show, and then even this morning while all of us were waking up. Let's start with the most recent one. That being a former now Patriots cornerback, Stephon Gilmore, who could not come to terms with the team as he was looking for uh, an adjustment on his contract. Uh, Tyler, Stephon Gilmore was originally set to be making $7 million in base salary this year. Uh, Just from talking to him before camp even started and talking to sources this morning, I know that he wants to be paid his worth. Uh, he feels like he is worth at least, you know, $15 million a, a year cornerback. Obviously, we're already five weeks into the season. So what do you make of the fact that he is no longer with New England and they are separating with the cornerback of his caliber, though, of his age? Yeah, when I first heard the news, I was a little surprised, I have to tell you. But then after thinking about it for a couple minutes, it thought to myself, it's not really that surprising at all. That's the Bill Belichick Patriot way. If they can't agree on contract terms, the Patriots usually just part ways <laughs> with you. And, you know, it is, you know, kind of surprising the fact that he was just defensive player of the year in 2019. The other surprising release in the middle of the night last night was the Dallas Cowboys letting go of linebacker Jalen Smith. And this is just really interesting to me because here's a player that I was just covering, you know, a couple years ago, was doing really well, it seemed. And then you have another coaching staff come in, and all of a sudden things are not jiving. But here, here's the part that I'm tossing to you, Tyler. But talent didn't change overnight. So what is, what is wrong? There's, there's a fit here. There's an issue. But talent is not changing. It kind of reminds me of when – John Gruden first came to the Raiders and Derek Carr and and Gruden didn't seem to jive, but now it's working. So was this enough time to assess Jalen because he's still talented? So what's wrong? Well, I do have to disagree with you a Mm -hmm. little bit. Not not too many years ago, Jalen Smith was probably the best player on the Cowboys defense, but Mm -hmm. he's not that player anymore. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I like Jalen Smith. I used to cover the Cowboys. He -hmm. does a lot in the Dallas community, um, helps minority business owners. But on the field, the product is not the same anymore. He's slow to react to the ball. He gets to places, you know, um, very slowly. He's not really a good tackler anymore, and his foot speed isn't there anymore. And I'm not saying that to bash on uh, Jalen Smith, but he's not the 2018 player anymore in this, at this point in his career. Now, and then he lost um, snaps to uh, 
Kino, what, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name, but Kino. Um, oh, Keanu Neal. Yeah, yeah, Keanu Neal. Then he lost snaps to um, Layden Van Der Esch. And then the rookie, Micah, Parts, Micah Parsons. I know he's playing defense in, but when he's playing at that middle linebacker spot, they want to keep him there, and they like his ability at the inside linebacker position. So he really lost um, his spot in the rotation, and primarily because he was not playing well, and he's a little bit slower of the foot now. He's not the same athletic player that he once was. And, you know, you feel for him because not I remember him in, at Notre Dame laying on the field with that gruesome knee injury. And for him to be able to bounce back and have a productive NFL career is just remarkable in itself. But at this point in 2021, he's just not the same player anymore. And I and do feel mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I do feel for him. I think he's he'll still have some suitors out there. Um, the Chargers come to mind. They just lost uh, Kenneth Murray, their young linebacker. They put him on IR. He'll be out a few weeks. They need a veteran linebacker in that room. So I can see him in Los Angeles with the Chargers. He, he'll get another opportunity. But I saw this. The writing was kind of on the wall when they drafted Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch as a linebacker that they continue to like, and Keanu Neal. Um, they signed from the Atlanta Falcons. He has familiarity in uh, the mm-hmm. system with Dan Quinn. So the writing was kind of on the wall. And he only played like 30-some snaps last week. So, yeah, you just saw so, kind of saw it coming. So what I was just trying to clarify is when I said that he the, the talent is not lost, what I'm saying is, is that at one point he was – he showed his talent. I'm not saying it's the, you know, it's most recent. That's so okay. that's what I'm just trying to clarify. So I'm just trying to, what I was, I guess what I'm trying to ask is what happened. So what, so, so, so what, what has changed? You know what I mean? Is that, that's the part. And, and I don't follow the Cowboys every day. You know, my job is to kind of, when things happen, react and find out as, as it happens. Um, but that's what I would be curious to ask the people who follow him every day. So, so what happened? Because at one point he was playing well. And so is, is there a re-aggravation of the injury? Is there not a jiving with the previous defensive, you know, coordinator when uh, the Cowboys defense was basically at the bottom base of every category now that they quickly turned it around? Is it, is it a coach thing? Is it a combination of all three? I'm, I, I'm curious to understand because I haven't even had a chance to delve into this topic. It just happened last night and, and waking up this morning, but uh, I'm just, that, that's what I was kind of more, you know, mm-hmm. tossing to you. And, and I don't know if you know, but what you think, you know, I, I think it's a combination of all three. They just mm-hmm. got a new defensive coordinator, as we both alluded to, Dan Quinn. And mm-hmm. then the the tape changed. <laughs> he doesn't put the same product on tape anymore. When you watch film, he's just not the same player. And that can be for a multitude of reasons. It's a new system. Um, maybe there's some injuries lingering and he's getting older. Um, in the NFL, what does it stand for? Not for long. And he's coming off of major injuries in college. He's been nicked up in the pros. And yeah, but there's even some younger linebackers. Injuries in college, he still had. He was still playing well at the outset. So that you know, that's that's the part I'm trying to cross. And and, and I would love you know the if he would come on the show or whatever, I have to give him a call and see if he'll answer. You know, to really kind of hear what's the kind of in, inside inside on what's going on. But it really is a fascinating thing because it's it, 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 not saying it's the same thing with Derek Carr, but it just brings to mind how, you know, uh, you know, how the narrative just changed on Derek Carr so quickly, you know, after another coach came in and, 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 and dis- distinctly they were able to obviously figure it out now. Mm-hmm. But I just remember that, you know, the narrative changed. And um, and he did have his injury at one point when he was he was having an MVP year and then Donald Penn rolled up on his ankle and then things kind of changed and then he kind of had to find his stride back. But again, it's like I was telling people then Derek Carr, it's not like Derek Carr forgot to throw and everyone was, oh, Derek Carr is washed and, and Gruden is always blinking at different quarterbacks and flirting at quarterbacks and he's not the same. But da, 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 da. And now look, they started off three and oh. You know, but then last, you know, a different, you know, uh, result against the uh, the Chargers. But I don't know. It's just I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm just trying to I don't think this is quite like a Ben Roethlisberger, you know, steep decline, so to speak. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. But they do have younger 
linebackers, more athletic linebackers in the building now, primarily mm-hmm. Micah Parsons and then Keanu Nails right there and then Leighton Van Der Esch. So he just lost out of the in the rotation. I, I want to just defend Jalen Smith a little bit here because I feel like Tyler came off a little bit hard. I mean, he's 26. Like, like I get I get that's old. I get it. I get it. But he's 26, recovering from injury. And I I, I think we were talking about it earlier. I, I think back to a, there was a specific play, and unfortunately there's these compilations on YouTube now of, of bad plays that Smith has been making. And for me – And I don't know what's inside the player's head. I don't know what's going inside the locker room. But for me, it looks like a guy that didn't forget how to read an offense in in these plays. He looks lost. And not lost in like he forgot how to play football. Lost in in the play of things. There's Miles Sanders, a running back for the Eagles, was making a play. There was clearly an open. And you can watch Jalen Smith kind of look over his shoulder and realize where he is, what's going on. And it doesn't feel like a guy who was very talented forgetting how to play. It yeah, feels something, like a guy something is amiss. Something yeah. is amiss. And, and I don't and we don't know if it's, you know, uh football, is it personal? Is it something else going on? But that that's what I'm saying. You don't just um uh, unless there is uh, something going on injury-wise that's causing him to react slowly, outside of that, there, there, there's more to the story. You know what I'm saying? There's, to me, there's more to it. And, you know, uh, that's, you know, a matter of talking to people in the building or talking to Jalen himself to figure out w- what's going on. Because it, even that play looks odd. Something is not right. So the, to me, there's more, there's more there to be investigated. <laughs> when you look lost, that's a scheme. Thing. And that means you're not comfortable in the scheme. Anytime a player is slow to react, that's what that means. And for that, in that, for that play specifically, I know we just had Softit oh, join God. the building. <laughs> but, but for that play specifically, oh God, oh, because I'm looking at you just walking and wandering and just, just. I was just, trying to just make a point. The conversation with Tyler was trying to be eloquent. You got the palm trees and the sun just glowing with the tan and everything. The old, the old God came from somewhere. Because <laughs> no, you don't, because you don't see so your shot right now. You got the camera upward and the nose and the sky and the palm yeah, trees. I know, I know I'm looking beautiful. I know, and yeah, it was I know, just in the middle of uh, Tyler making this point. That's that's what I was reacting to. But go ahead, Tyler. Tyler shaking his head at you. I mean, I'm looking at nose hair and stuff. I was trying to make a point. <laughs> did you hear him, Tyler? I mean, did you hear him, Safet? I didn't hear. Sorry, I, w- I went. I went out for a second. You, you look at you. Just, what, what do they call this? Uh, what a podcast bombing. What is this? Podcast bombing. Yeah. <laughs> just podcast bombing the, you know, the building. Co- Tyler, finish your point. Go ahead. Boss. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, what I, what I was trying to say before I was interrupted by Sapa, anytime when you look lost on a play, that is a scheme thing. That's, in my opinion, that means that he doesn't really know the system. He's getting, he's slow to react. So I really think that he just needs to change the scenery. He didn't fit in Dan Quinn's system. It's showing on the field and he just lost his uh, spot in a rotation. But you know what I also like to add to that? Because as Emily brings up his age, he's 26. That's difficult. You know, just think about sometimes we really forget what we were like or how we were handling things at around that age, even as we are all our respective ages now. As much as we know, there's always something that comes up that challenges you every day, every week. And I'm thinking about a young man that, as you mentioned, the gruesome injury, uh, was able to persevere over everything. And then, you know, he comes to the Dallas Cowboys and he starts to, you know, shock people. Wow, look at how well he's playing despite the injury. Then, you know, now just fast forward, defensive coordinators, he's with Dan Quinn now. And it looks like you're losing your job. You're not keeping up for whatever multiple or one singular reason it is. And a, that is that that's hard for anybody, let alone a 26 year old. Just because you're a professional doesn't mean make you an expert at life in dealing with adversity. And so I just think that regardless of what we know exactly all of the factors are, and there, I'm sure there's certain things that we also don't know. Um, 
that I think needs to be recognized just from a life perspective. When you realize that you're dealing with competition, you're losing, you've overcome, you feel like you've, uh, you, you've contributed to an organization. And then, and, and who knows how that's making, not everyone deals with stress and adversity the same way, no matter how many muscles you have, or even just because you're a pro athlete. And there goes the life lessons by Josina Anderson. <laughs> Hey, listen, that, that, there goes the lessons from somebody who has been through a lot in life. But yes, I hear you. All right, so time now to tee up some rapid headlines going on across the National Football League, one that is pervasive across Twitter, trending everywhere, even jumping ship out of the sphere of sports into news. I've seen it on NBC News and all these other places, is what is going on with head coach Urban Meyer, guys. After having a Thursday night football game against the Cincinnati Bengals, Urban Meyer elected to stay in Ohio, ended up at a family restaurant and bar on Friday, and then subsequent to that, there were videos released on Twitter that showed him with a young woman uh, in the area of his private area, seeming to grab per the observations on a uh, grind rather on the video. And then Urban Meyer, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, issued an apology, I, I believe, via press conference on Monday. And subsequent to that, another video comes out showing him seemingly touching what seems to be the same woman in another region of uh, her body. And now, after that, there has been a release by the owner saying that uh, he needs to regain the trust and respect of the organization and the players. Guys, I think I summed all of that up as quickly as I can. Um, Safed, what in the heck do you think about Urban Meyer? And uh, is it, it has, should, should they even just be considering letting him go at this point? Uh, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars should definitely be considering letting Urban Meyer go at this point. I mean, look, um, why is Urban Meyer coaching in the NFL anyways? That's like obviously question number one for me. Um, you know, I was a University of Florida grad. I saw Urban Meyer win two national titles at UF before he went on to win another at Ohio State. Three national titles, that's more than most coaches in, in the history of college football. Um, the motivations to go to the NFL outside of money, I, I really don't understand why Urban Meyer has really put himself through this situation, first of all. Um, and then you'd see like the, just the, the role of things that has gone on during his time in Jacksonville over the last eight months, whether it's, you know, trying to hire the ex-Iowa uh, uh, strength coach who, um, you know, had some racist comments, whether it's, you know, the, his history of harboring, um, you know, domestic violence with, a, with an assistant coach at Ohio State and same thing in his time in Florida. And then you look at the situation now and, and this video that came out over the weekend, um, you know, this is the most embarrassing thing that happened in Urban Meyer's career right here. Um, you know, he's out getting caught, having a good time, didn't fly back with the team, stayed in Ohio, um, you know, that's unheard of in NFL circles. Josina and Tyler, you guys can speak of that. Um, and then, you know, for, for him to kind of be losing the locker room and his players don't trust him anymore. I mean, the Jaguars were a situation where I believe he got a five-year deal. And even that, I don't know if he's going to make it past five weeks, guys. Um, you know? <laughs> Good line, Safi. Good line. Yeah. Yeah. For the Jaguars to be 0-4, they gave up a 14-point lead to the Cincinnati Bengals. He doesn't fly back with the team. Instead, he elects to go to a gathering, get cozy with some woman. I'm not even going to – he, he's married with kids, number one. I'm not even going to go to the whole love doctor line. But <laughs> the optics of that is <laughs> just ridiculous. You're 0-4. You're not doing good at all. And you're just going to not fly back with the team. Instead, you're going to – do whatever with some young woman when your wife and family is at home. Urban, the worst part, the urban, worst part too, urban. the worst, the worst part too, Tyler is like, you're apologizing Monday. It, it feels like two days after you're still hungover. You mentioned <laughs> your grandkids. You stayed behind to spend time with your grandkids. It didn't look like you were spending time with your grandkids. No, not, not at all. And then he has a Ohio state shirt on. You, 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 do you coach Ohio state? Like, you coached Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you want to go back to college? I mean, are you sending smoke signals to USC? I mean, I know the USC job is open. But I don't even know if USC would want him anymore because if he can't handle himself in Ohio, Lord knows what he would do with USC in L.A. and Hollywood. And that's a really great point. And as always, guys, I feel like we have to get – 
into the psychology of this, even though you didn't want to go love Dr. Tyler, because it what, what this feels like to me is a coach who is used to being successful, trying to soothe himself in an environment that would feed this ego before. And, and so he was trying to return, not only for personal and family reasons, I, I'm sure that that helped, but also being in an environment that used to just embrace him you know, so much. And in addition to that, when you go and you look on social media, and I can attest to whatever is true or not true, but there are some Twitter sleuths out there who have seemed to uncover some evidence that has not been corroborated by myself or USA Today, but that might show that there may have been some familiarity with this woman even beforehand. So with that, then you begin, if that were true, that starts to ask, you know, how much was this planned potentially? You see all these words I have to use as insiders to just keep, you know, just set the table, but cover ourselves, you know, potentially, you know, you know, set this meeting and where is your mind? And then how can you get in front of your players as a leader and try to say, respect me, you know what I'm saying? When you apparently can't set the example. Yeah, you know, and I 100% agree with you. Now, I'm I'm trying not to get his personal life all out there in a way because No, but but you know, Tyler, but Tyler, but hold on. This is not what I'm saying is not even necessarily personal because it, because because there's an overlapping unfortunately. Mm-hmm, yes. There is an overlapping because because you didn't fly back with the team and and then the original explanation to your team is that you're trying to visit your family, but the question is, you know, how was is that really the case? Yeah. And then the, you, you see what I'm saying. So those things are yeah. cross pollinated. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. And I, I was trying, I was trying to get to that point. Now, whether <laughs> Urban Meyer does with his personal life, yes. But as you were saying, his personal life is getting in the way of football. And for you to not fly back with your team because you're doing Lord knows what <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio, that's just totally you're not focused and your team is on board it's not like you're winning winning is the best medicine now if the jacksonville jaguars were 4-0 this might not even be a story but they're <laughs> but they're 0-4 and there there's no winning in sight winning is the best medicine they're not winning and your team just gave up a 14 point lead to the cincinnati Bengals. everything is going wrong right now in jacksonville your quarterback Yes, he looks promising, but he's even up and down. Your defense looks lost. You just lost one of your star receivers in the game. And then you don't fly back with the team. Give him, give them a boost of confidence. Say, you know, we're still in this. It's a long season. We can come back. You know, instead, you're in Columbus getting cozy with whomever. Whomever. <laughs> Why do you keep using that word cozy? Like, that's the, that, that's because I don't want... Because I, I don't I don't want to uh, say what he was really doing, so I'm just going to be politically <laughs> oh, that's your, correct. Oh, that's your euphemism. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe he was bumping and grinding like Aaliyah. I mean, I don't know what he was doing. But <laughs> see, why are you rocking the boat, Tyler? Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you started there. You know, but to, you know, to rein it back in. Look, I, look. At the end of the day, does it matter if he flew with the team and or, or could have flown back if he did fly back to Jacksonville? Um, you know, look, look all, all these things in four and zero, and four. All these things don't matter to me, honestly. Look, the, the, Urban Meyer needed to blow off some steam. Some people with around him and the same establishment as him caught him on video, um, used the video, put it on social media. I'm pretty sure they didn't think the breadth of what they were doing, and I'm sure Urban wasn't thinking about the breadth of what he was doing out. Um, it's a bad look overall, and it's a bad look because of all the things that have happened in Jacksonville from. The Tim Tebow extravaganza. I love Tim Tebow. I went to UF, like I said, but should not have had an NFL opportunity. Um, from hiring the strength coach, from you know talking about uh, people, uh, you know the, the players and the vaccines. If they don't get a vaccine, it could hinder their spot in the roster. Opening, you know, opening himself up like that in a variety of ways. You know, Urban Meyer is not getting the cushion. He's not getting the benefit of doubt that he had in college from you know college uh, media and um, the fact that you know he has a you know. Um, the, the, the safety fall of having three national titles and being one of the most respected college coaches, he doesn't have that anymore in the NFL. And these are all things that are coming to light, you know, four weeks into the NFL season. 
And just to wrap this real quick, I want to remind everybody of a tweet posted about September 18th after a couple of losses in Jacksonville (laughs) attributed to Urban Meyer on the social media, whether he posted or not, doesn't matter. But let's just remember, he did tell fans (sighs) to hang in there with us. We're going to get better. The one thing about Jacksonville is the 904 can go sleep knowing that there's not going to be a group working harder to get this flipped. Let's just, that was out just a couple of weeks ago. Emily, that was 15, 15 days later. The owner has to have a statement out too. So So let me also working hard. All right. So I know we're trying to make this rapid. Oh my Lord. You know what? (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Y'all. Okay. Josina steer the ship girl. This is how I'm going to steer the ship. Um, I think that this is another interesting point, and I will probably even bring this up on, on, on my podcast later today. And I don't, I don't really hear anybody talking about this. Is the coaches that were available for the Jacksonville Jaguars to consider when they decided to give uh-huh. the bag to Urban Meyer? Let me just rewind some of these names for y'all. Whether it be Todd Bowles, you remember him? The Super Bowl yep. defensive coordinator. Okay, okay, okay. Uh-huh. Josh McDaniels. How many rings does Josh McDaniels have? I mean, we could talk about it, but he still got the rings. Still okay. a couple of them. Uh, Brian Dabble, you know, the offensive coordinator from the Bills. Leslie yep. Frazier. Um, yep. You know, what's his name? Eric Bieniemy. Yes. Please, please name Eric Bieniemy. Yes. I, I mean, I, I'm, yes. Just, I'm, just, I'm just naming all of these names mm-hmm. that were available. And the Jacksonville Jaguars at least as it appears right now, look towards the shiny toy over here to put the gloss immediately on the organization instead of tried and true experience. And it, and it goes down to a couple of things. Sometimes when you're making a hire, okay, you have to look at the work. Look at the work and the things that are evident and in, in the case in front of you. And there was so much evidence there that what is going on now, not necessarily that we could have predicted this exact same situation, but that there may be, you know, a few things that might have gone amiss and look at where we are. See, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, they wanted to make a move, a splashy move, a move to create headlines. And those coaches that you mentioned, although they're good, they don't move the needle. They don't create headlines. Urban Meyer as soon as no no no, no yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Urban Meyer, as soon as you signed him, breaking news, national headlines, and now he's still in the headlines, but for the wrong reasons, as you just said. Stop it. Oh, I'm done talking about Urban Meyer. Okay, <laughs> 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 gave, gave all my points already. Okay, but but I, the, the last thing I'll just say, just to close and put a button on that topic, is. You know, the owner really, I understand that you want, you know, it's kind of hard to, um, you know, pivot and have to sometimes make a drastic decision because of all the investment, all the announcement, the pomp and circumstance of everything of bringing Urban Meyer. But he really needs to sit down in the owner's chair, tell everybody to get out, everybody get out. And like, let me think, because, you know, he needs to make this ultimate decision is this train already headed where it's headed? And do I just need to pull the Band-Aid off now? Or, or just like Josh Norman said on my show last night, you know, it's just four games on four. You can rip off, you know, a few wins, and next thing you know, you might be four and four. And I'm not saying they're going to go four and oh, but there are teams that have started bad and have righted the ship in the past. So is that possible here? No. They don't have enough talent. I wouldn't say it's not possible. Um, you know, they played really well. The last two weeks, they played really well in that Thursday night game before Urban stayed back. So um, it's just the team. You don't know if the team is going to you know, gravitate towards him like they have the first four weeks. Um, you don't know how this incident is going to further um, separate Urban Meyer from his team. All right. So moving on to our next rapid headline on It's a Football podcast. We've got on deck the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Right now, there are a lot of questions about his performance. And head coach Mike Tomlin said that he is still the starting quarterback for the team, despite what we're seeing in terms of the results of the games and, you know, what the stats are saying about his individual performance. Guys, what do you think? Uh, should he still be starting? Or hold, go to guys, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tyler. Hold on, Tyler. Let me, okay. let me get you real quick because I got a big smile on my face. Emily has a big smile on her face. Tyler, now you're smiling too. Josie and I see you smiling too. 
this right here, Big, Big Ben and, and Mike Thomas saying this, we all know why this is really coming about, right? And why It's is not that? so much because of Big Ben and how he's played one and three. Yeah, that has a big part of it. But did you guys see the googly eyes Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers were giving to each other during that game uh, uh, last week? You know, no. Aaron Rodgers was trying to get 12 men on the field. He was trying to get a playoff on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Mike Tomlin ran to the ref, called timeout, and looked immediately at Aaron Rodgers. They were looking at each other, making eye contact. Tomlin knew what Rodgers was trying to do. Rodgers knows what Tomlin was trying to do. And they, you know, were very, very cute, very, very candid in, like, you know, dapping each other up, saying what's up, you know, verbally from the sideline to the field. There's some flirtation going on there, if you ask me. Aaron Rodgers is looking for another team. The Steelers got the best, one of the best events in the NFL. You bring Devontae Adams with you. Pittsburgh Steelers back to Super Bowl contenders with Aaron Rodgers. Guys. I mean, you just turned this all the way forward to free right. agency. It is I October 6th. The I question the question was, <laughs> is he the up. starting quarterback as we're talking about right now? Tyler, can you mm-hmm. put this back on the skis, please? <laughs> so Tyler, you guys it, see. Go ahead. Go stop ahead. it is insinuating that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. I mean, I did. I, I do see your point. I, I, I do kind of like a soft it because the quarterback <laughs> on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they don't have one. I mean, who are you going to go? Who's option B? Mason Rudolph? Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins. No, yep. I mean, we already saw what he did with the Washington football team. Talk about We're not, not going to talk about not being Wayne focused. Haskins. I mean, but <laughs> who, who's, the, who, who's the who's the uh, plan B? Who's playing C? They don't. They don't have one. I mean, Big Ben. He has not performed well. I'm not breaking any news here. Pro Football Focus has him as the third worst quarterback in the league. David Mills is the worst, and then you have Trevor Lawrence as the second worst, and then you have Big Ben right there. Four touchdowns, four interceptions. He hasn't got it done. I think all of us can throw the football farther than Ben Roethlisberger right now. I mean, I know I can't no, stop it. Come Maybe. On, I don't know. Your ankles might be nah, bad. Nah, nah, I, think Joe Cena, bad I, I think Joe Cena can. But his arm strength is waning. Just looks like Father Time is already at his door, knocking on his door, broke down the building. He is not. It, it's just, interesting it's just because his yards per attempt right now is averaging 6.1. Actually, two years ago, he finished the season averaging 5.7. Um, but more in his heyday, he would be between at least the uh, seven and the eight. So, you know, uh, you know that that I think that also signals that there's a lot of runs after his uh, throws. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in the mm-hmm. past as well. But I, at the end of the day, it's the the wins are not there. So that's the issue. You know, that's the issue. Yeah. It- it's getting to a point where, one, the offensive line isn't good either. So I, I do have to mention them, too. They're not giving him any protection. But when he does have time to throw, he's not pushing the ball downfield. It's all dink and dunking down the field, a lot of check downs. And you can't – the um, playbook, you can't call the plays that you want with him at quarterback right now because he's holding the team back with not being able to push the ball downfield. Yeah, Mike Tomlin could call those plays for Aaron Rodgers, though. <laughs> you said what? Tom- what you Mike say? Tom- Mike Tomlin can call those plays for Aaron Rodgers, though. Oh, Aaron Lord. Rodgers could get the ball there. Oh, and look, Lord. Mike Tomlin had googly eyes. They had googly eyes for each other. Now he has to go and apologize publicly to Big Ben, you know. You guys not seeing everything. I'm seeing all this happening out here. Oh, well, I, yeah, I definitely missed the googly <laughs> eyes portion of the story. I'm sorry. You know, maybe you could cut us a, some footage or Emily can show this so we can re- address what you're seeing. Only the last googly eyes I seen was, um, sorry, Gase, but it just is, you know, for the <laughs> introductory <laughs> press conference for the judge. That's the last one. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, that's just, that was, it was straight, right there. It's it was, straight, straight for Adam Gase. I, I mean, that, I mean, it is what it is. My man. So, so let's move on to the next topic really quickly the last unbeaten team in the nfl uh, uh i don't know who's scratching like that Sophic, uh what's going on it's probably your, me sorry i had a towel yeah with your four and oh cardinals did you guys see this coming and are they for real are they really just one missed field goal away from being three and one and they don't deserve this four four and oh touting Tyler, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you they were going to beat the Rams last week, and mm, it's a mm. football podcast week for you. Didn't hear me though. You didn't hear me. I've watched Cardinals play in Jacksonville a couple weeks ago, and 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 when you look at the Vikings game, the one that you mentioned, Josina, with the missed field goal, um, I, I I thought Jacksonville. I mean, excuse me. I thought Arizona all along was kind of playing down to its competition, 
and I thought the Rams was a great barometer for them to see how good they were, um, you know, speaking about the Cardinals. Obviously, to beat them by 17 points is a huge, convincing win. I think the Rams probably had a little letdown from that game because you played the Bucks last week. Now you had to gear it up all together again for the Cardinals this week. Um, Don't so get I the Rams the any excuse. I think that was the biggest factor in the game, but that's why the Cardinals won. The, the Cardinals took it. It was there. It was the Bucks rams for the Cardinals last week. That, that's why I think the, Ram, um, the Cardinals played so well. You're giving the Rams an excuse. You know, I, I was at the game at SoFi Stadium, and I was very surprised of how cool and calm the Cardinals were after the game. They hadn't beaten the Rams in eight of the previous games. They were 0-8. Kyler Murray had never beaten the Rams. And they just went to SoFi Stadium and beat them down from start to finish. They looked like the better team. They, they were more physical in the trenches. They were running all over them. They had over 200 yards rushing. Kyler Murray, I, what can I say about him? He's the MVP right now through four games. Seven different players caught passes from him. They looked really good versus the Rams. And for them to, after the game, they were acting like, they were supposed to do this. They were supposed to go out there and just really dominate from start to finish. They are playing the best football in the National Football League right now. 4-0 for the first. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, which is really crazy because coming into the season, people were talking about the coaching staff's jobs are potentially on the line. And and even just talking to sources there, they knew that they had to turn it around. But just having covered uh, Kyler Murray, I, I believe I, I I was there when, he, you know, they did the draft. And, you know, uh, you know, as I was covering that draft that he was there and I just I remember looking in his eyes and just kind of, you know, being around him and doing that interview in his aura. And I was like, wow, this, you could just feel like this kid is special. He's been raised to be different. And it really comes back to these intangibles. When you go around the draft and it's kind of quote unquote Mel Kuyper time and Todd McShay time and all of these different metrics that they're trying to look and quantify whether a, a certain talent is going to be what it is. But what you can't put on paper is someone's heart. What you can't be, you know, put on paper is how they were raised. What you can't, you know, is, is their drive. And you have to be able, there are certain people and this is another conversation that we can have you know about being an empath but that's a whole nother conversation y'all but you have to be around people and be able to feel their aura you know what i'm saying and be able to tell you know kind of what they're about you know some people have that perceptibility you know about them and and um I don't know. It's it's almost kind of like the complete opposite with the Titans right now. I was just talking about that with uh, Teron Davenport, ESPN.com reporter, whereas the GM there is having some issues, you know, um, with some of the picks, uh, first round picks and, you know, not, not, you know, not working out. So, you know, you got to be able to, you know, even though they're doing well on the field, you got to be able to kind of tell what type of they'll, type of player they'll be when it comes to ethic and, and passion and drive and focus and, and being able to handle pressure and critical moments. And, and also, the veteran leadership that they acquired this offseason is really paying dividends. The J.J. Watts, the A.J. Greens. A.J. Green led the team in receptions uh, last week, and he's really opened up the offense. To have A.J. Green being covered by a number two corner, and then you have DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, it's really opened up the offense. Kyler Murray has a lot of weapons at his disposal, and it's showing on the field. The Cardinals... They're playing great right now, and they're probably going to end up being 5-0 and when they play the San Francisco 49ers at home this weekend. But, Tyler, so what does that say about your Bengals? Should they have kept A.J. Green? <laughs> My Bengals, huh? No, you know, because... No, the, 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 you just I, said that he's leading the, in... This, this is why. This, 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 okay. is, this, this is why, though. Okay. A.J. Green really didn't like Zach Taylor's offensive playbook. He didn't like the routes that he was running. And he wanted to be an X, Y receiver or just out on the outside. With the Bengals, they mix and rotate where their wide receivers line up. When you uh, watch them play, Jamar Chase, sometimes he's inside, sometimes he gets outside. Tyler Boyd, a, primarily a slot receiver, but sometimes he'll go outside. A.J. Green really wants to be an outside receiver. Okay, so and the he wasn't little- fitting in that scheme. Right. But so that's illuminating the fact that, OK, yes, he wasn't fitting in that scheme. But what that's illuminating is this question is whether the Zach Taylor should have adjusted to A.J. Green. Uh, sometimes coaches are set in their ways. And Zach Taylor, one of the younger receiver in the building, they have uh, all three young receivers now. And he just really didn't fit in that system. And A.J. Green 
he wanted to go in a different direction. He wanted the, to go somewhere else, and we see what he's doing with the Arizona Cardinals. At this point, he's not a number one receiver anymore. The Bengals were still asking him to be a, a number one. And as a number two, he's a great number two wide receiver. He might be the best number two wide out in the NFL right now. And with him having the pressure off and having DeAndre Hopkins outside, that just makes it even better for him. Yeah, Tyler, to add your point and kind of wrap it up on the Cardinals here, I would say that, you know, AJ Green is the perfect number two. Um, and, and look, when you have the veterans that you mentioned, J.J. Watt, AJ Green, um, Chandler Jones playing really well, like a defensive player of the year candidate, early on this season, um, these guys are going to cultivate and these guys are going to really rally behind Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has the enthusiasm, the the charisma that you mentioned, Josina. And, man, when he plays, he plays with a swag. And when these players see a player with some swag actually swagging out and getting some wins, leading them to 4-0, it's only going to make them even more enthused to play with him. And I think the Cardinals really have a good recipe for success. It's just Cliff Kingsbury. He's got to make the right calls. He's got to make the right calls. He cannot... Um, put his team behind the eight ball with some of the calls that he's made at the end of last year and maybe even sometimes earlier this season. Um, but the Cardinals could really be a special team if they could put it all together. So it's that time on It's a Football Podcast where we get into the predictions and very interesting games on the slate this week, Tyler and Emily. We've got the 3-1 and Packers facing the 3-1 and Bengals. And we know that the Bengals just came off of that come-from-behind victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars, as we've been talking about, and the Packers, who were able to overcome uh, the Steelers. And so how do you see this game playing out, Tyler? Well, I'm very impressed with what I see from the Bengals. They're 3-1, and one, best record since 2018. However, the Packers, they seem to right the ship. I think they're going to win this game. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, they're the best uh, one-two punch in the National Football League. I have them winning by 10 and Cincinnati, they're going to spoil uh, what the, the Bengals start. And the Bengals are going to be 3-2 and two after uh, Sunday's game. I don't know what kind of mind game Soffit is playing, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you'll notice his voice and his background scratchiness is not here. He uh, he went 5-0 and oh last week and didn't stick around for the predictions. Want to put the disclaimer? Wow. All picks that I am putting out here are those of Safid Dean and not my own. So any wrongdoings <laughs> are his. Any success, I will take it. He is overall 13 and 7 to Tyler's 11 and 9. And he is going with Google AI's Aaron Rodgers and the Packers by three in this game. Well, and definitely not surprising. We'll see uh, how it definitely pans out. Let's move on to the three and one Broncos facing the three and one Steelers. Now, oh, did I hear us? Somebody come back in. What is going on? Why am I hearing this breathing? I, what? Hold on. Oh my god! Oh my god! What is going on? Stop it! Are you in the treadmill? Yeah, please. <laughs> I, I'm like, Lord, uh, the, please don't let this be you in the bathroom or. Some other type of, I don't know what we were about to hear. I didn't know if we were going to have to shut the whole podcast down because all we heard was breathing and, and, and oh, darkness. <laughs> you too much. Too much for your own good. Oh, boy. You never know what's going to happen on this football podcast. Just random breathing in the middle of the predictions. As we are going to get ourselves back on track, we were talking about the 3 and one Broncos versus the 3 and one Steelers. Now, the Broncos suffered their first loss after Teddy Bridgewater did not make it to the conclusion of the game after suffering a concussion. We see that the Steelers um, are, are not doing well themselves, at least in this last game. So how is this going to pan out? Well, I said last week the Broncos are fool's gold. They ended up losing to the Baltimore Ravens. I have them losing two in a row. I think Big Ben, he's going to you know get his arm, get the icy hot going. The offensive line is going to gel a little bit better. I think they're going to get the win over the Denver Broncos. Oh, and I meant to say the one and three Steelers. This says three and one. Sorry. Yes, they yeah. are one and three. They only won one game. The first Steelers game wish, of the Steelers season. wish they were three and one. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. They're not three and one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I will yeah. take credit for that one. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, ahead, I, think, I think the Steelers. I think the Steelers win this game, guys. Um, I have the Steelers by six in this one. Um, yeah, really? Tyler, like you said. Yeah, like you said, Tyler, you know, the Denver Denver's record is fool's goal. Uh, Teddy B, you know, had a concussion, I believe, last week. Uh, Melvin Gordon had an injury as well that he's been dealing with the last couple of weeks. Um, I think this is a good bounce-back game for Pittsburgh. I think at some point, 
Big Ben's going to have to turn it around, right? He's going to have to make some plays, and that defense is going to, you know, help him out. But let's move ahead to the next game while Safed is trying to keep cool there in Miami. It's such a hard <laughs> job there in the palm yeah, trees. you know. And- you know, and all the uh, mermaids that you're swimming around so, with. Somebody, somebody got, the, somebody got holiday in. Listen, uh-huh. somebody got to live this life, Josina. Uh, you know, okay. so. mm-hmm. Let's move on <laughs> to the Browns, the three and one Cleveland Browns versus the three and one Chargers who just had a very impressive win Monday night over the Las Vegas Raiders. We just had uh, James Derwin on my show as well, the crew last night. Uh, I'm wondering how you guys think that this is going to end up because that Browns defense, y'all, is balling, and yet the Chargers defense is also howling while also having their young quarterback playing well, too. Well, we all know that it's your Cleveland Browns, Josina, but I do have (laughs) the Los Angeles Chargers uh, beating the Browns at home. The Chargers... Look really good right now. Justin Herbert, I told you, stop it. He's a top 10 quarterback. I think nah, he proved chill, it chill, again chill, 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 on chill. Monday night. The Chargers defense, they held an Oakland Raiders team. I mean, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. I still can't believe they're in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. I, I got to do 10 push-ups. But they held a Las mm-hmm. Vegas Raiders team without a first down in the entire first quarter. They didn't even score a point at uh, in, before uh, halftime. The Chargers were up 21 to zero at halftime. So this Chargers team, they're playing very well. Brandon Staley, he's had this team uh, clicking on all cylinders. I have them beating the, the Cleveland Browns, Josina's favorite team, by seven points. You know, Ty- Tyler, Josina's giving me, Tyler is giving Josina so much work for the Cleveland Browns. We got to add that this the is three Tyler's one team Cleveland too. Browns, by the way. This is Tyler's team too. This is no, Tyler no, versus I have Josina no team. Right I have no team. Yes, me neither. By the way, quarterback. I have no team. <laughs> you guys have your teams. You guys have your quarterbacks. Tyler, we all know Justin Herbert is your man's uh, top your ten man's? quarterback. I'm not ready for all that. I'm sorry. He's not a top ten quarterback. I don't think he's top ten yet. But listen, he's played really, really well. I'm just okay? waiting for all three of y'all to hurry up and get through these predictions so y'all can just come and take me to dinner because I, I always just be wanting a free meal. That's the let's say. Mm. Let me make my prediction. I got the brown. I got the Browns yes. in this one, Tyler. I got the yes. Browns in this one. I think the Browns. Ah. I think the Browns running game takes us over the edge, and I think Odell has a huge game. Um, I like the Chargers' offense. I think Justin Herbert. He's going to have to win this game against that defense, um, which is one of the toughest in the league. I love how Justin Herbert is playing right now. See how happy Josina is. But I got the Browns. No, I got the Browns. You see? You see? I, I, I just, you know, because I actually said this on one of my inside reports because I, I had talked to the Browns and they were looking at the uh, film on the Vikings and they were very surprised at how the Seahawks were laying off in zone coverage and were not bringing it to Kirk. And they had told me, and I had reported this before the game, that they were not going to see the same looks that the uh, Seahawks were giving the, you know, Kirk Cousins. So if you're just paying attention mm-hmm. to that defense, it's coming around. So that that's all I'm saying. And so even though I hear what you're saying, Tyler, Justin Herbert is going to have a completely different look than he had, you know, up going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. That's all I was saying. And I think that's what Stafford is saying, too. Let's move on to the next one, the 2-2 two and two 49ers. Uh, going up against the 4-0 and Cardinals. We have an NFC West matchup. Who is going to uh, reign supreme in this one? Cardinals, they beat the Rams last week. They look like the best team in the NFL. The 49ers could be without Jimmy Garoppolo, which means Trey Lance, rookie quarterback, is going to get his first start. I do not have them winning. Who, No matter who starts that quarterback, I have the Cardinals improving to 5-0 and beating the 49ers at home. Mm. Tyler, Tyler, I'm so glad you you, you turned the table on, on the Cardinals here. You jo- you joined the bandwagon. You knew I, I knew they were going to be four and zero last week. You didn't have that faith after seeing them last week. Now you know they're going to go to five and zero as well, man. I got them as well over the 49ers. Um, I think the 49ers. Uh, you got to give it up to that coach. What's what's their uh, coach's name? Uh, Lafleur, right? You got to give it up to him because of the fact that Kyle the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan. Oh shit! Sorry. Excuse me. All of that. <laughs> you got to give it up for you know the 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan. He really has that team playing well together, despite you know Jimmy Garoppolo not being one of the more talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Hopefully Trey Lance can put it together in his first start. But um, I like that 49ers team all around. But I think the Cardinals are too good right now. 
Okay, let's move it on to the last game, which is the primetime game, the three and one Bills who just put a, you know, shellacking, not because I'm, you know, saying that's what it is. That's what the score says it is um, against the Texans versus the two and two Chiefs who are just adding Josh Gordon to the 53 man roster uh, looking for an every down wide receiver. They get it in the guy that just went off, I believe, in 2016 and prior mm-hmm. or previously in his career. So uh, what are we going to see between the Bills and the Chiefs? Y'all know who I'm picking, right? Yes, the Chiefs. So we'll just go ahead and swipe left, swipe left to the left, to the left on you because we already know what it is. Go ahead. Stop I mean, no, 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 no. I'll say this though: the Bills mm-hmm. are playing well. They should be favored in this game, but of course, I have the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I have the Chiefs winning this game, and I have them winning by seven points. Big surprise. Go ahead, Safi. Go Emily, just, over. just, just, you know, just loop this video at this portion. Just pause his his whole square and just replay the same video. We just go ahead to Safi. Every ahead. week, every week. Did you guys did you guys mention the uh, the, the win loss records here? Did you guys no, mention we don't have this to be, that? This is gonna be another win and another loss for Tyler. I got mm-hmm. the bills in this one, guys. Mm-hmm. I got the bills. Mm-hmm. I got the bills by well, they're going to skate out with the skin of their teeth on this one. <laughs> I think Josh Allen is playing incredible. I think the Chiefs defense um, has some holes. The Chiefs defense could be Swiss cheese at times. Yeah, they are I, think jo- I think Josh Allen, go ahead, and, and, and I think he wins this game. Um, you know, the Chiefs got back to 2-2. Two and two. They played the Eagles last week. I was in Philadelphia for that game. And, um, you know, the Eagles were kind of giving it to them as well. I, I think, you know, you have to rely too much on Patrick Mahomes. It has to be a shootout every week. And I think when you go up against a team like Josh Allen, who has a high-powered offense just like you, I think that could be a recipe for disaster. I think the Chiefs fall to 2-3 and three this week. And as we were really quickly talking about uh, Stefan Gilmore, one of the other things to, to think is, you know, what where do you prefer to play? You know, do you prefer to be in Kansas City? Do you prefer to be in Tampa? You know, and obviously money and cap play, you know, a big situation in this. But I was just thinking about that as you were talking about the teams, because I've covered some games in Kansas City. And boy, does it get cold out there. <laughs> Do you really want to win that bad in Kansas City? Do you I'm, really want to win that bad? I'm just saying. It it's a lot warmer in Tampa. I would, I would love to see him. I would love to see him in Kansas City or Baltimore. I think those are the two teams. I get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but Kansas City or Baltimore. Well, I appreciate you guys giving your insight as usual. It just moves us one step closer to my free meal at Ruth's Chris. We are just inching our way there. Emily, I'm looking forward to you all just coming around. And whether we all meet at Super Bowl in L.A. with Snoop Dogg, you know, Tyler's uh, best friend and all that other stuff, wherever we do it, I can't, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the meal. Well, if the, Char- if the Chargers beat the Browns, you're Browns and you owe me Roscoe's. How about that? Roscoe's, how do, how do we just rewrite yeah, the yeah, rules? The fine yeah, I, print? I, we're rewriting the rules. In this I'm podcast. loving all the rules. The Chargers, I'm loving all the, the rules. The Chargers beat your Cleveland Browns. Mm. You owe me Roscoe's. Right, hey, that's a, cheap, that's a cheap meal. You want root Chris? I mean, my meals, I mean, Skull's number one is like $16. I can afford a $2.99 waffle. That's right. That's okay. I, I'll accept no. the terms to your bet. I'm going to get the Skull's number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, I'm talking about food because I am so hungry. Em- Emily, I am so hungry. So uh, what else y'all want to talk about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to It's a Football Podcast on USA Today Sports Plus. Tune in next week for even more great content. Sans the random breathing. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder. Shut up.